What's up, fandom? I'm Josh. I'm Connor. And I'm Meg. And today we are going to be talking about the Crunchyroll original animated series. Is it an anime or is it just animated? I would say it's just animated, but it is heavily anime inspired. Yeah. What's the what's the country of origin for? The country of origin is the U.S. Then it yeah. would be an animated series. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're going to be talking about Onyx Equinox. Mm. Almost said Equinox, which I guess is okay. I guess you can say it either way. Yeah, I've heard uh, it both ways. Yeah. Um, before we start this episode, um, got to give you a rundown of what happened to Josh today when he was trying to watch the show. So I sign up for a free Crunchyroll seven-day or 14-day free trial thing so I can watch the show. And I get a message that the video is not playable. Also, I could only watch it in French. So that was a little bit oh, weird. No. I could only watch it in French, and but I couldn't watch it at all. The video was unplayable. Um, Meg, you also had a little bit of a problem as well. Yeah, I could only get the Dutch version up on my TV, but I moved over to my computer and everything was fine. I had seen it before, but I was like, I want to watch some more before we talk about it. That's good. Um, so basically this this episode, you guys are going to uh, be explaining Onyx Equinox to me. So enjoy that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to sit back and relax and not do anything this episode. So it's going to be fun for me. I mean, last weekend we had we had a nice hefty chunk where you and I were talking about Pokemon for a long time. It was. And I was uh, just waiting patiently until yeah. the conversation circled back to something to which I could contribute. But exactly, you could have jumped in at any time on the Pokemon train. Like favorite Pokemon. Um. <laughs> favorite pocket in which to put your monsters. Do you prefer to keep your monsters in a ball or not in a ball? I prefer to keep them in the Pokeballs. Oh, that's it's very telling about your personality. I right, know. Connor? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the two Pokemon games in which I've spent the most hours are Pokemon Go, um, which I didn't get in 2016 uh, because I didn't have a phone that could run it. Um, but I did a lot of it in 2019 because that was what I do on my lunch breaks. And then um, my neighbor had Pokemon Snap when I was little. So I did play some of that, but never any of the handhelds. Pokemon Snap was good. I mean, uh, if you get the Switch, Sword and Shield is nice. It's kind of like Pokemon Go. You can kind of walk around and, you know, mm -hmm. see the Pokemon that you want to catch. So if you're like, yeah. I don't want that garbage. You don't even have to go tackle that garbage. <sighs> I really yeah. need to get a Switch. I want to play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, I bought, I I got a Switch for myself last summer. So I was like, I feel like I'm going to need something like this if I'm going to survive quarantine. And good Lord, considering how long quarantine has ended up being a uh, worthy investment. Yeah, I got one, to, oh man, before I moved out to Kazakhstan. It would have been 2019. Um, and I didn't really play anything. Like, I didn't do anything with it until Animal Crossing came out. And then it was just mm -hmm. like, well, Animal Crossing. And I was part of that cult. Um, ah. 
the cult of Nook. And uh, yeah, it was it was I made him lots of money um, mm. or bells as they as the kids say these days. Um, but so Onyx Equinox, um, you, who want, who wants to start with this with this little beauty? Uh, uh, I'll jump in. Yeah. Okay. So Onyx Equinox is the first uh, created and released series from Crunchyroll's American Studios. Um, the showrunner, Sophia Alexander, this is her first time as executive producer. And the Crunchyroll executive who would later become um, like the studio producer for the series, Marissa Balkus, it was also her first series. So it's really wow. awesome. Uh, yeah. And so Sophia, um, she'd been a board artist in the industry up till now. I think she worked at Disney TV for sure. Maybe some at DreamWorks. I'm not sure that I will have to look up. Um, and she had, this is a story that she had been working on ever since she was in university. Um, obviously like it has changed in the year since it began. Um, and initially she was really nervous about like pitching it as a series because there aren't very many shows kind of set in this genre. A lot of our high fantasy is still very heavily either European based or uh, Asian-based fantasy shows that you'll see, like particularly in anime. Um, but when she pitched it at Crunchyroll, they ended up loving it and they produced it here in the States. Hmm. Yeah. Nice, that's a that that's pretty cool. Cause yeah, like when, when you mentioned this, it was just like, oh, like, are, real quick, are they Aztecs or Mayans? It's um, a mix of nice. various like just Central American mm -hmm civilizations okay. uh it draws from a number of like different mythology like different ages of mythology particularly in like central america mm. uh it's most of the main gods are mexica or aztec gods versions of them but i think you can see a lot of mayan influence in some of the clothing and like structures and things they visit as well okay but yeah, like what what you said, like yeah, there's like nothing. Like I couldn't name anything, like mm -hmm. mythology based. That's you know, really animated, like series wise, um, about that. I mean, like we've we're slowly getting some stuff. Like uh, I guess you could count Coco, um, just kind of give you a little bit more in depth of uh, uh, that type of uh, not genre is not the right word. Yeah, Cult like culture. Coco, yeah, Coco and uh, Book of Life both yeah, are yeah. like movies about the same holiday in particular. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like how we have a bunch of like, there's a lot of movies about Christmas and a lot of movies about Halloween. It's funny how there was some pushback to Coco because people are like, oh my gosh, it's copying Book of Life. And it's like, no, 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 no. You can have multiple movies about the same holiday. Yeah. Otherwise, how else would we get both? The Grinch Who Stole Christmas and Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> and The Muppets Christmas Carol. And Die Hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Jurassic World. Like all yeah. Christmas films. What? All the Christmas. Um, yep, it's a Christmas film. Yeah, it's it's technically mm -hmm. Christmas in the first season of Camp Cretaceous, but Fine. we didn't mention that. We should yeah. have. I'm, I'm, I still don't know why there. no one has said... Maybe season three, someone will say, oh, hey, by the way, Merry Christmas. Well, 
We'll have to see. We'll I can't say anything know. that we'll find out in season May twenty first when season wow. three comes out. Season three comes out. Um, that's that's three days before my birthday. Well, happy almost say, birthday. My Let's favorite see. episode I did on the whole show is in season three, so I'm looking forward to it Ooh. a lot. It's the one where the monorail comes back, right? <laughs> mm, they bring back the monorail. <laughs> the, what the everyone's ghost, been waiting for. The ghost, ghost monorail. Of the monorail. <laughs> I just like whacked my mic. It probably sounded terrible. Oh, I, I definitely yelled too loud. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so story-wise... Um, Onyx Equinox is, uh, focuses on several of the different gods. And so each God have like cities that are loyal to them and, and you get blood sacrifices from different cities, but you know, there's never enough blood to go around. And in Don't fact, you the, hate that. right. The God of the underworld. Let's see how I do. Miklantekulti. Miklantek. I don't mm. We're going to call him big M. Um, uh, real quick, we're probably going to uh, butcher a lot of these words and names, yeah. names, places, locations, people in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like people Speaking in the show of... get butchered. Ooh. And jaguars, that really one really dramatic jaguar butcher sequence. I love that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mictan Tekulti has been stealing blood from the other gods, and the pilot kicks off with this pretty cool sequence of him devouring an entire town just absolutely leveling the entire city mm -hmm. um and so the other gods are like okay that's not cool uh and two of them in fact make a bet quetzalcoatl and tesalopoca nope let me try that again tescatlopoca no yeah. i'm definitely putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable tescatlopoca uh they make a bet uh and Quetzalcoatl must choose a champion to go around and close the five onyx gates to seal off the underworld from basically the overworld. And the champion they end up choosing is this young boy named Izel. Yeah, I think it's Izel. It's probably Izel. Have you? Watched I rewatched it today. Like <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's all right. Um. Gosh. Yeah, the way they introduce Izel, because they they kind of like um, the two gods. It's specifically said that like the champion has to be like the lowest of the low, um, and co. And so when I was sort of watching that first episode, I was interested to see what they would establish as being the lowest of the low, um, and like. At first, they just, they're like, all right, so we've got this ordinary boy, you know, um, and he he doesn't seem to have, like, a particularly high rank himself in in uh, in society. Uh, I guess his, his, I can't remember what his adoptive father uh, He's does. a weaver. Yeah. And so, like, they basically make cloth to take to market and things yeah um and so the the way they kind of arrive at this is lowest of the low is uh Izel's sister nelly uh who is voiced by the showrunner sophia alexander 
Nice. I didn't know that. Uh, so she ends up becoming the next blood sacrifice because it was either her or it was going to be Izel. Um, and she she volunteered so that they wouldn't kill Izel. Izel doesn't know about this until the ceremony happens and he watches her get absolutely marked and then falls into this giant pit. Like those, those like giant like land holes that they have uh, in Central America. And it's, he just kind of hangs out there for <laughs> just sits on the hours. edge. And it's he like... just sits there. It's so sad. And you're like, okay, we found lowest of the low. Uh, something that's really interesting is you see this with Nellie and we'll see it a couple other times in the series is that sometimes, you know, you just get chosen and dragged away to be a sacrifice, but there were examples uh, historically of voluntary sacrifices yeah. that get like um, all sorts of like gifts and special treatment, like leading up until their sacrifice. And so like, she's dressed in this really beautiful ceremonial costume and has um, this like really gorgeous face painting on and everything. And then, uh, so the, since this show is about blood, it definitely animates blood a lot. So like her yeah. throat gets cut and the whole front of her body is just like drenched in red. Yeah. Yeah. So that happens. Izel just sort of like sits on the edge of the platform and then decides he's just, he's just going to jump in the pit himself. And he, he falls and he lands in the water um, and expecting to drown and then gets dragged out by this giant stone glowing jaguar Got a who is our precious his eyes and yeah, mouth. our precious boy Yaudel, uh, who has apparently been chosen as Izel's uh, guardian. Um, because Izel is Quetzalcoatl's champion and the other god who's a part of the bet um, is sending Yaudel along to basically make sure that no one cheats and that the terms of the bet yeah. are satisfied. So he's yeah. his, his minder. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So it basically, and the, the relationship between Izel and Yaudel is... <laughs> really fun because Izel's just this like teenager that at the start of the series does not want to live there's and so this um this like leads directly into the start of episode two where Yaddle's like trying to explain his destiny and Izel's like I just want to die yeah I don't want to live yeah and Yaddle's like too bad you gotta go on a quest <laughs> Now! <laughs> uh, so they have this like fun sort of relationship of like Yaudel on the surface is just trying to help this kid complete the quest. Just make sure he doesn't die so he can do the thing. Um, but there are a few moments and I think this, this was kind of where uh, I started to be really impressed by specifically the the voice actor for Yaudel, because there are a few moments where like Izel is 
in one of these like test like trial chambers basically um and is running away from this giant monster the monsters in this show are just amazing and ridiculous and terrifying um and he's running and it and like something goes wrong and yaddle like he only really refers to Izel as boy. He kind of pulls a god of war there. <laughs> um, and but he there's a moment where he yells it, and you can very slightly hear a hint of like genuine concern for this kid's health. More than just, oh no, he's gonna fail. It's more like, oh no, he might die, and then I'm responsible for the death of a child. And this child does not deserve to die. So um, I am a big sucker for uh, love interests. That's really what I care for oh. in all of my stuff. Uh, do we have mm. any love interests in here? I'm, I'm a romance boy. That's what I enjoy. Mm. That's like the majority of the stuff I tend to watch and read. So uh, what, what do we have in Onyx Equinox or if we, if we have anything? You know, I, I wouldn't say there really is. There's there's not none. You're, you're losing there's not me none. You, you're there's losing a, me. There's a potential love interest, but um, mm -hmm. although this first season is all that's been announced, I feel there's, if you want to ship, there's stuff to ship. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's, there's Pigtail's Yellow Girl. I would say no on her. No, no that's her. gonna. No. Um, no, you're you're gonna be, you're gonna want a long-haired girl oh, with a long white shirt. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's there's some life-saving back and forth. There's some uh, helping each other through some emotional growth moments. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say they lay a foundation for a future romance there, but um, this quest is so immediate. They have like such a short amount of time in which they need to close the five gates that yeah. the first half of the season is pretty much dedicated to just gaining everyone who's going to be in the adventuring party. And then the yeah, second half it's, of the season is like a race to the finish. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like uh, the last airbender where it's like, well, we have this, you know, fair amount of time in the year to get where we need to go. It's like, no, we need to do this as soon as possible. Um, they have, what is it? Just like half of the phase of the moon. So like they Something have like from when the moon's halfway full to when the moon is gone. So just like yeah. a, a week, week and a half. Yeah. The, the romance that is explicitly a romance that is there is oh, yeah. fairly tragic. Mm -hmm. um, and it, uh, I mean, I'm guessing we're just we're spoilers for Onyx Equinox. Always, this, we don't do welcome, anything without a spoiler. Well, like, really. what, what, why would people listen to this if we're not going to spoil it? Yeah, uh, Yautel, the big jaguar, the big old jaguar, uh, has very little to no memory of who he was before he was a jaguar. He gets it gets kind of dropped on him in like episode three. One of the gods is like, "Oh yeah, you used to be human," and he's like, "Excuse me, I what?" <laughs> Yeah. Oh, humans are terrible. So then aside from that, they also meet 
this other god named awesome name uh, that's Mictacacawaddle is how I'm gonna is how I'm reading that unless and that's a wrong god no, no that is, you that are is you're correct uh, she is she's kind of the Persephone I would say of well she's yeah. the wife of the god of the underworld who she was yes. human and then he uh stole her and brought her down below to be his queen yeah and so she grows up uh with with the god of the underworld and then eventually is like listen i just if i'm gonna be the god of death down here i want to at least understand what the humans go through when they when a death happens uh so she goes into the into the human world and she disguises herself and she goes in and who oh boy she goes in um, uh she um she stumbles upon a couple orgies in her yeah, time as a human. It's the first animated orgy i've ever seen didn't you watch Sausage Party? No. I didn't, but I heard there's one in there. Great. <laughs> um, well, so, yeah. she, meets, she meets one of these voluntary sacrifices. Yeah. And it's a, it's a human who um, has chosen to become the emissary of this particular god. And so he gets to spend his whole last year enjoying everything humanity has to offer like they offer him men and women and food and riches and like all this fine mm -hmm. living um and then at the end of the year he is going to be sacrificed and he'll become an emissary to this god permanently mm -hmm. just and... like cisco <laughs> and then exactly two... like cisco precisely <laughs> Um, and the two of them make a very romantic plan that, oh, hey, once you're an emissary, you'll be immortal and we can be together. Um, but uh, the god, Tescalapoca, who voiced by Aaron Hansen, by the yeah. way, uh, is like, no, 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 you don't get to romance my emissary. And after Yaro was sacrificed, all of his memories of his human life were taken away. And so this underworld queen... Um, is left without him. And we find out that this whole thing is a long con by her to try and kill her husband so she can get Yaddle back. Um, I do have to admit that episode was kind of a big beef with me on the writing mm. of the series as a whole, because we get all of this backstory in episode 11. There are smaller hints of it yeah. placed throughout the season, but it's sort of like um, things are super ramping up in episode 10. And then we stop to have an entire flashback episode in 11. And yeah. then we jump back into the final fight for 12. And I, I almost would Which have rather- Which is not an uncommon mm -hmm. thing Storytelling for a series thing. to do. Yeah. I just, I wish instead of getting an entire flashback episode that maybe we could have interwoven um, Yaudel's memories, like him gaining mm. his memories or learning anything about his human self throughout the whole season so we or could be least, building our investment. Yeah, from the point that we learned that he used to be a human mm -hmm. till the end of the season. Yeah. Um, um so who who all are characters? Like I I, I was trying to right. segue us into talking about the characters. Sorry. But it, it yeah. didn't 
it didn't work. Um, We've we, we talked about lots of characters. Yeah, but not just our not. main heroes. I mean, we've got just from like the pictures that I've seen, we've got Pigtails Yellow Paint. We've got Princess Girl. I don't know what she is. I'm just gonna that's girl in white. Um, oh, Sinastiku. Long hair. Um, the twins, and then uh, yeah, Izel. Okay, I'll do. Can I do a quick rundown of the characters? Yeah. So we met Izel already. We learned a little bit about his backstory, and that uh, Connor mentioned he had an adoptive father. That's not like a hundred percent right. He and his sister were both sold to this guy, right? As yeah. like either apprentices or or for some sort of reason. And Isel's real father sold them like years ago when Isel was like very small. He goes to find his dad. His dad has two new kids, um, not biological kids. I think they're also adopted, but it's a set of twins, Yun and Kin, and they are um, ball players. Pro, they're sports pro boys. Sports ball people. Yeah. Um, Do we know what the name of that sport is? Sport ball. Uh, because I, you know, it, they they feature it yeah. in uh, in Rodeo El Dorado Rodeo as well. Dorado. It's it's the one where you you gotta hit the ball through the hoop, but you can't use your hands. Um, you just... Ulama, maybe. Okay. I just searched it, and uh, the the answer is just Mesoamerican ball game, and I'm like, mm. Mm. Uh, or. Pock to Pock is another one where you've got the ring high up on the wall. Anyway, um, they end up coming in possession of a magical one of these sport balls that Izel needed, Izel needed for his quest. And so they have to come on the quest because they have control of magic sport ball. And they are um, based on actual mythological uh, heroes, as far as as far as I can oh. recall. Yellow Paint Girl is from the city that we saw completely devoured in the first episode. Okay. And uh, when we meet her, she's looking for uh, some sort of monster hunter to help her rescue. She says, whoever's left in my village. So she joins the team as they're going around closing gates. Um, and then Princess Girl is, they and they find themselves magically transported to a city where some of the people can grow wings and like fly around. And there's some stuff about her backstory that isn't quite clear. Like she's apprenticed to someone who's gone missing, someone very important who can do uh, this type of magic energy, energy transfer. And yeah. so we see her do it at some points where someone is dying. She can pull energy from another being and heal them. Uh, it's really, there's like this really gruesome scene where she's between like one of her friends who's bleeding oh out on the ground gosh. and the guy next to her has had his arm chopped off and he's begging her. He's like, please, my family, save my family. And she just looks at this guy and she kills him to save her friend. That sounds and, right. Yeah. It was, it that was sad. That town like, scene this is girl so... needs blood. Her friend needs blood. Yeah. That, that town scene was solid. Must yeah. take. This this show, which is, I mean, this is one of the elements that I would say draws its influence from anime. This show does not hold back on the gore at all. Uh, it like there's a there's a part where like one of the sport boys break their leg oh, yeah. after a fight with Izel, and he lands, and you see the bone Bones pop out, out there. And it's 
nasty. Uh, and then there's this this scene in the in the town where this town has been like protected by like a magic bubble river. sort of deal. There's yeah, a river, river that that uh, monsters can't cross. Yeah, up until uh, God Lady finds uh, Izel and the crew uh, in this town, and she manages to send some monsters after. And this town yeah. that has like for generations been monster free just suddenly gets absolutely rampage like minutes yeah yeah um so that episode is called death from above because she finds monsters uh that can fly and therefore are not hindered by the protective river yeah um and it's very funny because at the beginning of that episode where they're like, you're safe now. No monsters can come. And they start like playing games with the children and eating food. And I'm like, oh, this is this is not going to end well. <laughs> this, this cannot town. go happily. And in fact, went horrifically wrong. Um, best part is at the end of that episode, while they're riding away, we see the wife and daughter of the man who is begging that girl to save his family. We see them find his body. <laughs> It's rough. Sorry, that shouldn't be a smiley face. That Fun should times. be a it's, sad face. Um, it's just so absurdly tragic and gruesome that, like, often the the natural reaction to cope with it is great. Yeah. So uh, the different gods, many of them uh, can't. Uh, they don't have mortal forms, or like you. No, let me clarify this. A lot of times when the gods get together, they don't show up in their giant hundred foot tall godly forms. They'll take on a mortal form, which means they'll either possess someone alive or they'll animate a dead body. Um, But these human forms can't withstand like the massive amounts of just energy that these gods put off. And so you'll see the bodies like decay or burn up or like melt away as these two gods are like having a conversation face to face which is some like really gruesome and very cool uh animation yeah. but my favorite version of this is Yaudel, uh the jaguar is trying to speak to his god and all of a sudden all these jaguars run out of the forest and you think they're gonna you think they're gonna attack because we've been attacked by wild animals mm-hmm. before um, but instead, this uh, herd of jaguars just start tearing each other apart. So there's like blood, fur, bones, viscera. Oh, this show has a lot of viscera. So and, much. And like just seconds, you have like 20 dead jaguars bleeding out on the ground. And then they just start to move up and they like pile together in this horrific like amalgamation. And yeah. that's the body that the god takes to speak to Yaudel. <laughs> hmm. It's like, wow, that's rough, buddy. I'm also gonna take a moment and mention the opening, like the opening song for this show is sick. It's it's like it's like a it's like this like m- like hard rock song that it, that's in I think it's like five eight or seven eight time and you hear like this sort of like low like throat singing sort of thing under it i'll drop it in the in the chat so josh can listen yeah okay. um yeah uh, 
so far you're it's you're making it sound a lot like uh kind of like uh uh shoot what's it called castlevania like with the gore and everything and the yeah blood and everything uh and monsters so there's that as well uh castlevania has a fair amount of monsters at least three mm-hmm. um yeah so it's uh it kind of kind of sounds a little bit similar-esque which i'm totally down for mm-hmm. i would say it's not as i'm not gonna say it's as edgy as like quote unquote edgy as castlevania in the sense that like castlevania is a very moody show you know like you sit down and you watch castlevania and you just mm-hmm. feel like listening to my chemical romance after whereas like i the see Gorin, that's weird like my viewing experience was not listening to my chemical romance after neither was mine mine was like oh, i was in the castlevania <laughs> Um, so for this show, I would say the biggest pluses for me are the designs, particularly the Mm. monster designs, the monsters Um, and the gods. Yeah. And the color work I think is exceptional. I would say the greatest weakness of this show is the writing itself. Mm. Um, I would say, I feel like scene to scene, everyone I don't want to say that that there's there's no subtlety, but it's that they've obviously got a very short season to get a lot of stuff in. So pretty much yeah. everybody states what their personal problem is this episode. And that by the end of the episode, I'm sorry I had this personal problem with you. Let's continue on our journey. Um, and I feel if they get a second season and more breathing room that we'll get to have a little more like nuance and growth, like with the characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd love to see where the show goes from here. Would you have because per- oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna say a huge spoiler for the ending. We decide not to close the final gate because there may be repercussions beyond what we were told when we started on this journey. Yeah. Uh those repercussions will happen until 2012. Um so they're not gonna <laughs> worry about that. Um, would you have preferred it if they would have Maybe like, cause like, yeah, trying to close five gates and give us adequate backstory in 12 episodes, mm-hmm. uh, 23 minutes uh, mm-hmm. each episode is a little bit, eh? Would you have preferred it if they would have maybe done like, mm-hmm. maybe this first season was like two doors. Um, and then, yeah. you know, next season we go a little bit more. So we get like maybe three episodes of character development and mm-hmm. then, you know, a little bit of quest and then three more yeah. episodes and then a quest. I definitely, and I I don't want to just say that, oh, Last Airbender did it so much better, but because <laughs> a lot of people are just saying, it's like Last Airbender with blood. And that's that's like not it at all. Yeah. But uh, Airbender has a 22, 23 episode season. And yeah. so you'll get in Last Airbender, very plot heavy quest significant stories. And then you'll have the space in between to you know, have your characters talk and interact with each other when yeah. things aren't dire. Yeah. Um, this season I've, felt almost like a, it almost felt like a D&D campaign in the sense of like one episode is like establishing characters and, and like dialogue and role play. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is a dungeon. And then after that, we get some time to establish some more character stuff. 
And after that, we got to do a, another dungeon. Yeah. Um, which... uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest thing. Like, looking at, uh, again, looking at the pictures in the trailer and everything, the, this looks nice. Like, I really, like, I enjoy the color palette. It looks really cool. The character designs, I'm down for. Um, story is where it really comes to me. Like, I can I can pass off, you know, art that I'm just like, meh, for if the story is good. Sure. But, yeah, I don't know. Like... I'll I'll watch it whenever Crunchyroll allows me to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so who knows when that'll happen? I still have 14 days before that uh, thing expires, but it'll be it'll be interesting. Cause I mean, yeah, right now from what you guys have said, like the story elements to me seem to be lacking. Hmm. Um, yeah, I would say it's 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 definitely worth watching. Like it's, it's similar to like, you know, when you think of the worst episodes in the last airbender, like it's still good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, there are noticeable flaws. Yeah. And like I said, I think their biggest issue is it's rushed. It's very yeah. compressed into a very small season. And, um, and I feel like it's open-ended enough that we can have hope for a season two. So I think I'm going to withhold final like declaration of judgment (laughs) until I get to see that season two. But I I would agree that the, the art and design are the strongest aspects and the writing is what kind of lets the show down. Um, I do like, uh, well, I mean, it it does kind of give us hope for a, um, a second season because I guess, Crunchyroll, like they got so much demand to release the entire series that it was supposed to be weekly, but mm-hmm. then they just released the remaining like seven episodes, like on yeah. like the day after Christmas, and they yeah. were like, "Fine, take it. We don't stop complaining. We're Crunchyroll. <laughs> we're AT and T. We don't like it when people complain." Mm-hmm. So they were just like, "Take it." Um, so I mean, that's that's kind of good. I mean, it le- it means at least they're listening to the fans at least which is a good sign um and i mean yeah it it does uh was it are there are there awards for that type of thing um i think i don't think it was nominated for any annie awards it might have been um annie awards are like the only specific ones that i can think of but uh Animation Magazine did give Sophia Alexander the 2020 New Voice of the Year Award. That's cool. I didn't know what Animation Magazine was. I'm. I think I get it. Oh no, no, I know no. that. I've I've got yeah. those at conventions before. They have like the really. They're boots. like wide covers and yeah. they're really fancy and they're really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I mean, yeah, it, it'll be, and who knows, do you think that they were like, here's 26 episodes because we want to get into the Annie's? Because, I mean, if we technically have it run through 2021, then it won't be eligible in 2020? No, I think, I think it just has to start. It just has in, to start in 2020? Yeah. Oh, well, then they shot themselves in the foot. They should have let it go on till 2021. Then you get in twice. You know, double dip that. Um, 
Yeah, that that that's interesting. Like I, I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, you didn't dissuade me from it. Um, I will go know going into it that uh, it's it's not going to be a rom com. So no. that, that kind of hurts inside. Very little, a little rom, bit. very little com. Yeah, the, there's a little bit of com. Like the sporty boys com. are kind of the comedy of the. I do like okay. The sporty boys were my favorite because they had uh listen you care about the characters who care about each other yeah um and everyone into this group is like brand new everyone's only known each other for a couple days except for these sporty boys and i definitely got or on high school host club twin vibes from them uh because one of them is slightly more trusting and friendly and the other one is like slightly more closed off and and but you can tell them apart because one's got a braid Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah there you go. Yeah, it makes the which one is Hikaru game a little bit easier. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I'll uh, yeah I'll I'll give it a shot. Um, the yeah definitely the not enough romance. Like maybe that's a season two thing. Um, that's all I really care for, like in mm-hmm. life and in general. Mm. That's that's my jam. That's why I'll I watch so many K dramas. I'll have to remember that when I'm recommending you stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I need to start watching Priest. Not Priest. The Guest? The Guest, yeah. There is actually zero romance in that. It is a solid friendship trio. Don't tell him that. Tell that to me. I, well, I actually, I actually really appreciated it because like so many stories are like predicated upon inevitable romance. And mm. it was nice to see this group of three like, super connect as friends and like be ready to sacrifice themselves for each other without well because one of them's a priest and so he'd be either left out or he'd have to turn his back on everything he we talked we believed. talked about this in the flea bag episode just go anglican that was different it all it's <laughs> i fun. did want that priest it to solve everything but i don't want this priest to get just some. switching your religious affiliation changes everything <laughs> Um, that's me in the corner <laughs> um, changing my religion um so trying to get a piece well, of you i mean i, I mean kingdom's kind of <laughs> like that there's really yes. not any romance in kingdom mm-hmm. you should check out behind her eyes because there's a. Uh, is there romance in it because i don't want it yes there is it's funny, oh. like I'm watching 19.2 and I'm just like, oh yeah, there's there's romance in this. And Josh, describe us what are some of your favorite romantic tropes? Oh, um it's something that never really happens, but like uh I've always been a fan of childhood friend and main character mm. getting together. Always loved that. Um uh the uh sporty Sundare girl, that's like a number one uh you and anyone with green hair if you've got green wow. hair in something then you okay. are automatically like win for me uh because it's usually like shortcut green hair and i'm like right short green hair so That's, scott pilgrim so. really did it for you who's who's in scott pilgrim oh no i hated i hated flowers Ramona. i hated Ramona. really i like knives oh boy wow all knives. right i know i here's the thing I know there's an age difference there, and that's a little bit bad. Actually, a lot bad. It's at least a little bit. It's a, it's at least I don't know the rules in Canada, 
It's um, the same rules. I don't know. It here's the question: Is it the same in the Nunavut? I don't know. I don't I've know. never been. I don't know why the they would be any. Okay. I don't think they would uh, be any different. Speaking of age differences, how do you guys feel about immortals and mortals? I mean, to me, that how... that just that just is going to hurt the immortal more than it's going to hurt the mortal. Yeah, it for me, also I'm depends like depends on how old the mortal is. Mm-hmm. For me, well, I'm I like, mean, yeah, it's not real. It's like a metaphor. Like, on this podcast, we do not condone. <laughs> never. Never. No bad. no pedophilia, no incest. Nothing. No. No, thank you. Well, I don't know. It depends on the no, incest. No, no. <laughs> it's not, I don't know. <laughs> it depends on the anime. Does it? Yeah. Would you say Aaron and Mikasa? I don't They're know. They're not siblings. Raised as brother and sister, though. They weren't raised as brother and sister. They weren't raised as I'm not taking part sister. in this. They, they uh. took, they t- Aaron, they found Mikasa when she was small, stabby girl, and okay. then raised her. That's like different though. They didn't say we're your parents now. It's more like- We're okay, going to raise I don't you from get, now on. I don't want to get into this with you, but I feel that is different. Of all the conversations I was ready to get into today, this was remember, not one of them. Remember the anyway, Sonic episode where we couldn't stay on topic for more than two remember seconds? Remember when we talked about broad church's neckties? Yep. Um, so, okay, sorry. Uh, but yeah, going back to your question, like I'm cool with, like, again, like it, it's it's all the more terrible for the immortal because, I mean, like, they have to live on mm-hmm. and that, that's got to suck for them. Which is funny because that was literally the reasoning that the God of the dead used an Onyx Equinox for mm-hmm. his wife um, because she fell in love with this guy who was going to be sacrificed. And she, uh, at one point she and her husband are fighting about it. She's like, what are you going to tell me to not go see the humans anymore? And he's like, no, they have more to teach you about sadness and woe. And then this guy ended up mm-hmm. dying and forgetting her. And she was like, <laughs> very sad. She was like, ah, there's the sadness and woe. I it's found like, oh. it. He was he was setting something up for later. It's a surprise tool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, like I've never like the same thing like with Hercules. I'm like, what happens in Hercules? Like, he he becomes like a demigod again, right? Like, yeah, I I don't think that. So I mean, he's not like a full human. So I don't know how age works for demigods. Like, is Megara Are we talking gonna about like... Disney's Hercules? Yeah, yeah, Disney's Hercules. He is Meg his... gonna die and then... Like... He gives up his godhood to be with her. But at Like, the end, he gives he up the glowy. Better... He's still glowy, though, isn't he? No, a he gives up example. the glowiness. Oh, a better example is, uh, is Arwen and Aragorn. In the movies, at least. Right. Oh, you mean that random point that they... We're like, Hugo Weaving, we've got you for like two more hours. Can you just like say some random stuff for us? Um, uh, and we'll film it afterwards. And he was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so she's hundreds of and he's 87. Yeah. Um, yeah so he'll live a long time. Would it have Numenor. been? Yeah. But not, but he's not immortal. Yeah, but he'll live to at least 200. They, right, they but what is that? Time. But what is that to an elf who can live literally as long as they don't get killed but she gives up her immortality to be with him does she yeah 
She uh-huh. volunteers to stay behind and not right. sail to the yes. undying land. I can't believe it. I forgot that. It's so weird that like that is that's how elves lose their immortality. They don't go to the undying lands. Do you know who does get to go to the undying lands? Gimli. Gimli. Yep. Mm. Legolas takes him. Well, yeah, like right before Gimli's about to go, doesn't like don't they get bro. on a boat together? And yeah. <laughs> Legolas. Still one of the best elves. Mm. And elves, best in all of Lord of the Rings. Best race. I don't know about that best race i got us i mean i got a soft spot for the hobbits uh, i want a hobbit life right it'd be so much easier just i don't know how i would feel about living under a hill because i feel like it would get a little bit claustrophobic even if i'm proportioned correctly well, i don't know conveniently you can always go out you don't have to live in the whole like no one's like you're not forced you're not quarantining in hobbiton I don't right, think, but I wanna... I'm pretty sure Hobbiton is like anti-mask. Like, I don't know right. what gives it to me. Like just whatever, I just, the, I don't know, just the way that they live. They seem. I'm just saying I've, I've lived in a basement suite long enough that, that, that the idea of living in a, in a hill is no longer appealing. Oh, I, I wouldn't mind living in there. I wouldn't mind living in their hills. Cause I mean, like, it's not like you're living directly next to dirt and rocks. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, nice. dwarves it's... live like underground. Hobbits at least have yeah. their green and growing. But Connor, am I guessing you want to be up in the trees with the elves? I don't even need to be up in the trees because I also have a fear of heights. Just mid-level okay. housing. <laughs> like, dude, I, I can sell you a Just nice a normal place house. in Rivendell. Like, it's nice. There's a, there's a water view. It's yeah, beautiful I can, there. I can do with Rivendell. Lothlorien might be a bit much. Yeah, Rivendell always looks like it's cold, and that might be just because they're there in the fall. But yeah, Rivendell is Seattle. It's kind of it's kind of cold. It's always moist. Like that's already Vancouver. You yeah, you walk outside and you're like, oh, fresh, uh, fresh bit of dew. It's either beautiful or it's raining. What is would would Rohan? Would that be too high for you since it's on random big hill? Uh, Ro- Rohan. Like, yeah, uh, if, horse, if you live horse in, lands. Oh, horse yeah. town would be Lots fine. of wind. What What was the place of it? What was the main place called? Oh. Oh, no. I knew until you asked yeah. me. We're going to have to right. hand in our nerd Theoden, cards, aren't we? King of Ro... The Golden Hall. I know the hold writers on, are on. called the Rohirrim. Are you ready for this? I'm going to ask. We're, we're going to phone a friend. Oh. Uh, super nerd. Uh, other co-host of this show, uh, Oliver Ware, and we're okay. just gonna see. Oh wait, I got it. Okay, we'll see if he knows as well. It's Edoras. Okay, it's Edoras. Well, let's see if let's see if Oliver knows. Let's find. Let's out. see if he answers his phone. Probably <laughs> not. Mm. It's not looking good, guys. This is some fun content. Oh, nope, it's not looking no, good. We're on the fourth not. ring. That's not a good shot. Um. He's probably eating pie somewhere. Oh, it's eight o'clock. Shoot, He's probably dude. at the lab. Those yeah. silly doctors. Um, <laughs> Edoras? Mm-hmm. Edoras. Mm, that cool. Hurts. Man, and so they didn't own the land that it was built on in the movie. And so when they were done, they had to dismantle 
everything. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was apparently like super windy all the time there. Yeah, it looks like the kind of area that would be windy. Because it is also like in like a valley. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, I it's, bet this yeah. is nice and not windy. There's um, no trees around. Minas Tirith would probably be pretty cool. I would not want to live on Minas I mean, it would be fun uh, to visit. Be I'd like to, to live in Minas Tirith after the destruction of Sauron. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Like, and after Denethor's been yeeted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I bet Osgiliath what? is probably nice, too. Like, there's a nice river that runs through, like, um, before, you know, it got attacked. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's our Onyx Equinox stuff. Yep, that was Onyx Equinox. Um, <laughs> All the so way through, start to finish. Nothing you, but Onyx guys, Equinox. Uh, what would you guys uh, rate this in our wonderful rating system? Which is stream, rent, or buy? Or pass. I would pass, rent. Pass, stream, rent, or buy. I would I rent. I, would, I think I would buy the first season. Honestly, if, I praise. If there were a lot of behind-the-scenes content, I would buy. Hmm. Uh, the behind-the-scenes content is we call Sophia, and we're like, hey, Sophia, do you want to come on the show and chat? And that's how we do it. We be the the behind-the-scenes content you yeah, want to see you in the world. Yeah, you become the behind-the-scenes Make content. your own yeah. bonus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Sophia Alexander was like four different characters, three different characters. Yes, she was Nellie. She was the little... Um, Keek? Mecca? Okay. No, me, Mickey. Me, Mickey. Mickey. Um, then K. The little ocelot. K I I K. Keek. Oh, yeah. Keek. Which is the, the, the squealing knife. Oh, yeah. She voices the knife that talks and loves blood. Oh, the blood. shiv? Cool. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It starts out as a little dinky toy knife. And then as soon as you get blood on it, it goes full sword. It's a very uh, critical it, role and yeah. whack foo. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, so this was good. Um, I'll have to hold my opinion. Maybe next week or whenever I'm able to watch this, I'll come mm. back with my thoughts on we'll follow up. Onex Equinix. Mm. Um, we'll have to find something with a lot of romance to watch for Josh next. Just so much. Like, so much romance. Just should we watch Gone Girl? <laughs> romance the movie. No, we should watch My Love Story. Which one's My Love Story? Uh, it's about one. the really huge guy uh, who's... It's Okay, it's one season, and it's about oh. this kid who's just absolutely giant. His name's Takeo. And he has a very traditionally gorgeous best friend. And all of the girls that Takeo has a crush on always fall in love with his handsome best friend. Um, oh. And so he saves this girl from a groper on the subway. And she's so cute. She's amazing. She loves baking. She goes to a different school than them. And he assumes that she's falling in love with his best friend. So he's trying to oh. do everything he can to make sure that their love story succeeds. Oh, not realizing that she is trying to be with him. Oh, that's adorable. So and it's on Hulu, so you don't have to fight Crunchyroll to get a hold of it. Amazing. I you don't didn't have like the art in that. Oh, no. I didn't well, like, I didn't like the way that they were drawn. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. 
So as I like, like things. As I, we cabin leaders like to say to our kids, that's really too bad. <laughs> uh, man, yeah. I mean, we could watch some sad stuff. I can make you watch some sad romance. We could watch Angel Beats. There's some nice sad romance. Stuff. It's not sad until like the, the last end. like three episodes. Then it's just tragic. <laughs> um, uh, there's always, uh, uh, we could probably get Nick on for that. We could do Toradora. That's on Netflix, I believe. I've heard of uh, that. It's another, uh, it's another rom-com. Uh, he's, uh, he has a weird look about him, like his eyes, uh, and the way that he kind of stares. And so he's like the dragon of whatever they call him the dragon. And then there's this really, really short girl who's Mm. like, uh, hers, whose name is Tyga. And so they call her the tiger of whatever. So it's the whole dragon and tiger, uh, you know, thing. And he likes starting off. He likes her best friend, which is sporty athletic girl. And mm. she likes his best friend, which is super uh, school vice president, you know, nerdy glasses guy. Uh, um, but as most wonderful rom-com anime go, they do the switchy switch and fall in love. Wow. It's phenomenal. Uh, all right. I guess all we're right. done. So that was, that was a, that was a fun episode. Yeah. Um, you guys, you guys sold me on some parts and, uh, made me want to refund on a couple other parts. So there's that. Um, well, um, so where can everybody, uh, find you guys social media wise? Uh, you can find me on Instagram as at tall lanky guy 96. I'm on YouTube and Twitch as tall lanky guy. And I'm on Twitter. I keep almost, I almost said bloody Twitter, but we got to move on. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm on Twitter at TallLankyGuy96 for my YouTube stuff and at Connor.Tson for my regular Twitter. Nice. You can find me at Third Child Art on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me every other Wednesday with the cast of Typecast RPG sailing the starry universe with the crew of the USS Horizons. Nice. Do you sail in space? Uh, yes. Traditionally, you have ships and it's very poetical. It very and nautical. it's Yeah, it's all yeah. nautical themed. We got captains, lieutenants, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom, on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcasts. All episodes are available iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Thanks for uh, sponsoring this episode, um, Wild Bill Soda. You can check them out. Be sure and use code FANDOM10 to get 10% off at checkout. And for uh the intro and outro for the song one out of ten uh definitely check them out they've been doing a lot of streams on instagram lately which is really cool uh and check out all their stuff on spotify it's on spotify so it's free and they're Mm. a good band and you should listen to them um they're like um the the uh the white stripes meet uh uh on a bus i don't know i don't i have i have no idea what to do i know the white stripes um i don't know (laughs) um so yeah thanks for thanks for listening everybody uh what's next week what are we doing next week 
We haven't talked about it. What's next week? We haven't talked about it. Uh, let's do a so, movie. I don't want to do. I don't want to do something. Yeah. Long. I mean, my my other suggestion between TV show and movie had been either had been Honesty Equinox and Captain Fantastic. What's Captain Fantastic again? That's the one with uh, Viggo Mortensen raising a bunch of kids in the forest, and then they have to not be in the forest. Let's let's do that, and then we'll do Hunt for the Wilder People. We'll just stay on raising Heck children yeah. in the forest. All right. Uh, then after that, can we do the fall? <laughs> is that about is that about children in the forest? Uh, it's about children in the desert. I'll allow it. Yeah. Yes. The forest is just a dry desert. Wait, no, the other. <laughs> when well, you really way. think about other it. Way. Do you know what? No, 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 no. She is in the forest because this little girl works in an orange grove, which is okay. a bunch of trees, technically a forest. That works. Trees that counts. equal forest. It's an orange forest. It's an orange forest. It's a orange. An um, orist. An orst. Yeah. I like orst. It's like it's orst in Wells. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so uh, for uh, What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Connor. And I'm Meg. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Drink water, take naps. There, I have a catchphrase now. Drink water, take naps.